everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend on Spotify or wherever you guys are listening to the podcast. I am the host, Josh Sanchez, and the purpose of Your Spiritual Best Friend is to connect spirituality, mental health, and astrology all in one because it's important for everyone to realize that we are all on our own spiritual journey at the end of the day. So the more we open up, the more we are able to connect with each other and grow as a collective society. So sit back and relax and enjoy your spiritual best friend. Hey everybody and welcome to season two, episode six of Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host, Josh Sanchez, and I am recording on this wonderful Sunday morning, Sunday, February 11th, Super Bowl Sunday. And if you guys are tuning in live, I got my Eagles Super Bowl champion hat. I know last year definitely was tough, but The fact that 2017 happened, that is a day that I will never forget when it comes to Eagles and sports history. But what we're going to talk about today on today's episode, we're going to talk about how we can support somebody that is going through not only depression, but any mental health illness or challenge. And then we're going to talk a little bit about our weekly tarot card reading, so things to look at and stuff like that. And those are just going to be our two topics. So I know this week on last week's episode, I talked a lot about the Aquarius new moon. And hopefully you guys took some time to reflect and use some of those reflection questions. Because I don't know about you guys, but this week definitely was more challenging than others. And that was something in the tarot reading last week that was brought up. So those are going to be our topics for today. We're going to get started with our first topic of the podcast, but before we get started, like always, guys, please like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast if you are a fan. Also, too, I do astrology and tarot card readings, so I posted my schedule on my social media website on Instagram, so I will be at Find Your Harmony. My dates in February are posted there. I charge about $20 a reading. And if you're a student, I charge 15 for a half hour. So what we do during the reading is I'll pull two Oracle cards after we go through your astrology chart. So I look at things that stand out to me, things for you to look at. And then we talk about uh, things to look for when I pull two astrology Oracle cards for you guys. So that's a little bit of what I do in a reading. So if you guys are interested, the link will also be in the show description as well. So that way you guys can check out all the wonderful work I do uh, because I'm here to help you guys at the end of the day. So now that I got that little advertisement out of the way, let's get started with our first topic. So for for our first topic of today's podcast, we're going to talk about how we can support people that are going through depression or any other mental illness. So this reference I have, this is again on Therapist Aid. I 10 out of 10 recommend it. I do a bunch of therapy groups with this material. It's a great website for anybody that wants to learn a little bit more and challenge themselves on some things. I know for the next couple podcasts, we're going to focus a little bit more on attachment and we're going to break down the next couple episodes on attachment, what to do, what it is, and how it affects us in our romantic relationships. But 
for this reference, this again is focusing on depression, but this can go for anybody that is experiencing any mental illness. So the first tip for you guys, when someone is going through something, right, is recognizing that depression or any mental illness is an illness. It's just like a cold or a flu. A person cannot simply just get over it, right? Also, like other illnesses, like depression or any mental health can affect anyone. A person can develop depression or any mental illness, even if they're, even if they seem to have a good life and have everything going for them. So just, that's the first thing right away. The first tip is just recognizing that mental illness is an illness. It's just like the cold. It's just like the flu. It's just like someone getting a stomach bug, right? And we need to help instead of telling people to get over it, right? Or not recognize that it's there, being there for the person, right? And how we can, the first step is recognizing that this is an illness, right? I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you what is it that you need, right? So that's the first step is to recognize that any mental illness is just like a physical illness, right? So that's the first step. The second point is to make a point to reach out. Many people with depression or any mental illness will isolate themselves, often falling out of touch with friends, family, and you can't make someone accept help, but you can provide the option. So checking in regularly, inviting them to talk and reemphasize your support. I don't know about, again, like, I don't know. I don't, you guys, I believe that when it comes to like, people do not realize, that's what I'm trying to say. People do not realize the importance of just having someone just reach out, having someone just checking in like, Hey, you know, like, are you okay? Like what's, what's going on, you know? And just emphasize again that like, I'm here to support you. You know, like I'm always one phone call away. I'm always one message away. Make it a priority to reach out. Now we're going to talk about some tips later that, you know, we got to make sure that we are okay. Like with the amount we're reaching out, but at least give the person the option. So, you know, so reaching out, Hey, you know, like I'm there for you. If you need anything, uh, that small little gesture will go a very long way when someone is going through any mental illness. So that's the second point, just making it a point to reach out, sending a text message, giving them, letting them know that, Hey, like you're here if you need to talk. The third tip is just listening can help. You don't have to fix your loved one's problems or convince them that their negative feelings are wrong. Even if you disagree with some of their thoughts or feelings, respect and acknowledge that these experiences are real to them. So just listen. So active listening. So just listening to letting the person vent, just letting them listen to what, what they have to say. Right. Even if we might not truly, truly agree, but just letting them listen and just having that conversation can really help. Then eventually that's when we can start to. All right. If you want to plan to change this, all right, now we can work on it. But the first step is instead of trying to fix what's going on, just simply listening can help. And you can be a very supportive person by just giving up by giving your friends or loved ones just a platform for them to just vent and explain what they're going through. The fourth tip is be supportive of healthy habits. 
So making sure that your life is not wrapped around the person that is going through their mental challenges, but making sure also that you are exercising, you're, he- you're having healthy sleep habits and you're socializing, right? All of these things, they contribute to mental health and help combat mental illness. So support these activities by giving encouragement, offering to accompany your loved one or providing positive feedback. So you can also, by being supportive, right? You can model healthy habits for anybody else that's going through mental challenges. So if you're working out, ask your friend, hey, let's work out. Like, let's let's exercise together. Hey, you know, like I'm I'm doing this this weekend. Like, like, let's be social. Let's let's go out. Right. So by you creating your own healthy habits, it might also help the person going through the challenges, too. So that's the fourth tip. The fifth one is to encourage professional help. Mental health counseling and medication are effective in treating depression or any mental illness. If your loved one is unaware or unsure to start, like where do I even begin? Offer them help by helping them try to find like the right physician, mental health counselor, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Psychiatrists are the ones that can prescribe medications. Psychologists cannot. So that's just a tip I just want to give you guys and just let you guys know. But encouraging professional help, like, hey, you know, like there's professionals here that can help you get through this. There's plenty of, there needs to be more mental health programs, but there is a variety of resources that are available. So there's inpatient care, there's outpatient care, there's partial um, hospitalization, which is PCP, which is the program that I run. Uh, So we take kids for five hours a day, Monday through Friday, and we run therapy groups. Um, So there's a lot of resources. It's just being aware of them. So encouraging professional help can really help your loved ones get through this challenge. The next one, the sixth tip is connect your loved one with social support. So in addition to professional help, your loved one might benefit from other sources of support. These can include community organizations, religious groups, or mental health support groups, right? So there's a bunch of stuff on social media. There's, I've actually interviewed a bunch of people on this podcast last season that are running their own support groups, trying to help people that are going through a tough challenge, you know, like by being in a group, like you realize you're not alone, like you're not the only one experiencing or going through these things, right? That it's a community of people. And that could be so rewarding if the person is motivated intrinsically, right? To make a change, right? Because we can't do this alone. I know that is a complex that a lot of people tend to display, right? Like, I'm going to handle this on my own. I'm not going to ask for help. There's a lot of shame. There's a lot of guilt. But, you know, like joining social support groups can really help you guys take the next step if you are going through a mental challenge. So being a friend in that position, you know, recommend that. Like on Facebook, Instagram, right? Like there's support groups here to help, right? And there's even local community stuff that can help. So being able to connect your friends to that can really help. We have a couple more tips left. The next one we have is take any mention of suicide seriously. Symptoms of depression include intense sadness, despair, and thoughts of suicide. If you feel that someone is in danger, do not hesitate to call 911. 
take them to an emergency room or call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. The phone number is as follows, and I'll make sure I will put that in my show description. 1-800-273-8255. So again, that is 1-800-273-8255 for free and and confidential support 24-7. So if you know anyone that is having thoughts of suicide or even or even thinking about it, you know, taking, take that seriously. Like I know your friend in the moment might be very mad at you, or they might resent you if they end up having to like get sent to a mental institution or counseling services. But in the long run, what is more important? They're them being alive or them or not reaching out and them actually taking their life. Right. So take any mention of suicide seriously. And, you know, there's a hotline there ready for you guys to, you know, get that person the help that they need. Suicide, it can be a very intense and losing someone. I know I've done on groups on grief and the stages, but it can be a very, it, we could feel guilty or shame, right? That we didn't do more. Right. So if someone, you know, is going through something, don't be shy and reach out. There might be resentment in the beginning, but I know in the long run, the person will come to appreciate what you've done. And if they don't, then these next two tips are very important. So the second to the last one we're going to talk about is making time for your own self-care. So supporting someone with any mental illness, it could be frustrating, it could be tiring, and very emotionally draining. It's okay to take a break just for you. Make sure you are getting adequate sleep, you're eating properly, you're exercising, and taking time to relax for yourself. Again, like especially if you have someone that is very suicidal, it can be very draining. You know, so making sure that you are making yourself a priority as well during this, right? So like you recommended services, like realizing that there is a line, right? To how much you can give, right? And making sure that you are not crossing that line. And it can be very hard, especially if it's someone that you really love, right? But the more that you lose yourself, the harder, the more drained you're going to be and the more difficult it's going to be to help your loved one when it comes to their own mental challenges. So making sure that you're giving yourself the time to take care of yourself, to work on the things that you need to work on and to live your life as well. Because I've talked to so many people, right? And and I've been there too with myself, you know, like we want to try and we want to help and we want to do as much as we can But if we're not taking care of ourselves, we're not able to help and give the proper help that we need. So making this a priority to take time for your own self-care is a must. And the last tip before we take a little break on this podcast, and this one I believe is the most important one. You are not responsible for curing your loved one. Your love and support are valuable, but ultimately You cannot make it better. Like you can't make them better. You can't just wave a magic wand and the person's going to be cured, right? 
it is unfair to yourself to take responsibility for other people's depression or mental challenges or their recovery. So again, similar to the last one, giving yourself time to take some, give yourself time to take care of yourself and also to like not carrying the weight of your loved one's treatment on your shoulders, right? I know it's natural, right? For, especially for the people we love, like we want to help them. We want to help solve all their problems and we put their burdens on our shoulders, right? And it can feel like this huge weight is just holding you down, right? So just realizing that you are not responsible for your loved one, you know, like you did all you could, you know, by just recommending them services, like that is awesome. You know, we didn't have a lot of these services a long time ago, you know, and the fact that we're starting to send people to get help is a step in the right direction, you know? So just realizing again, you are not responsible for curing your loved one. There's an amount to how much we can give and that is okay. It might not feel that way. It might feel like someone's taking a dagger and, and, and hurting you into your heart, but I love you from a distance, right? Like there's only so much love that we can give and support we can give to people. It is eventually up to them to take the steps to realize what they need to work on and to grow. So those are some tips for you guys. Just if anyone is knows anyone that's going through mental challenges, this is how you can be a good friend. This is how you can be a good Love one, this is how you can be a very good supporter for anyone that is going through their mental challenges. And remember, you are not an expert, right? Like, so if you're Googling how to treat or if you're, if you are trying to invest in the mental illness, right, that the person's going through, right? Realizing that there is a, a line and we, and there's only so much that we can give. So we're not crossing that line. It is really important, guys, to give yourself time to take care of yourself and to realize you are not responsible. So that concludes our first topic. I hope you guys enjoyed that wonderful discussion. Again, remember, there's plenty of support groups. There's plenty of resources out there. If you guys need to work on your own self-care, don't be a stranger. Reach out. We're all here to help you at the end of the day. And hey, from someone that is in the field that has been working for a couple years now helping clients, it's hard to take self-care, to take time for self-care and to not take responsibility of other people's treatment. It, it can be really difficult, but it is essential for your own sanity and your own mental health. Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. Podcash gave away over $100,000 to up and coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcash, it's a great way to get cash, and best of all, it's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, 
Go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcast.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcasts. So what we're going to do is we are going to conclude this podcast with our weekly tarot card reading. So if you guys are new to this, I pull five cards and two Oracle cards. So my question for my ancestors, thank you ancestors for giving us this platform. But my question like always is what it, what energy should me and my podcast listeners expect for the upcoming week? So this week it would be Valentine's Day week. So what energy should me and my podcast listeners expect for Valentine's Day week? So hopefully it's going to be some good times, but we shall see. And my ancestors want to talk because on that first shuffle, there's already four cards and there's the fifth one. All right. And then let me pull. So first we'll do the five tarot cards and then I will pull the two Oracle cards. All right. So here's what we got. And I'm just going to see, I'm going to put in chronological order. So that way it makes sense. Wow. So we have a mixture of cup energy. We have a major arcana. We have swords and we have pentacles. So we might be experiencing. Okay. Very interesting. All right. So the first card we got is the star. So the star is a major arcana card. Um, Give me one second to pull it up and then we'll do some interpretations from it. So yes, it is before the moon. That's where I know that. So the star, hope, renewal, creativity, and inspiration, healing. Legend has it that when you see a falling star and make a wish, it will come true. Are you in need of a glimmer of hope? In a reading, the star is just that. Optimism, hope for the future, and renewed faith are still embodied by the star. So it is no surprise that it ushers in calm and peace. If you have been having a tough time, you will soon regain your your motivation to rise to the top again. The star in the tarot is a light at the end of the tunnel. Thankfully, you have almost come to the other side of the hurdle in your way. What is it that you're trying to heal from? The star wants you to open your heart, realize your inner strength, and have the faith that the best is yet to come. So I would say right away with this week, it is it is a glimpse of hope. You know, like it has been a very challenging time for whatever it is you guys are going through. We might start to feel hopeful this week. Like, you know what? Like I'm starting to feel more calm. I'm starting to feel, yeah, like I'm starting to feel pretty good about this, right? Whatever it is that you're going through. So this is like your glimmer of hope. Like, okay, like for the future, hey, I'm starting to see like, wow, like the good, the the bright side of the tunnel or the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Like, So a very good first card, everybody. The second one we have is the two of cups. So it's these two people. They're holding a cup. And I know cup energy is emotional energy. So that's something just to keep an eye on. So two of cups, happiness, relationships, love. The two of cups card is one that is the most positive relationship cards in the deck. When you pull this card in a reading, it stands for harmony, togetherness, and deepening your connection and existing relationships, such as an engagement, getting married, or moving in together. Have you recently started a new relationship or made a new friend? The Two of Cups tells us that this relationship can be a powerful one that will bring positivity in your life. 
The ultimate vision of this card is two becoming one. Now is the time to embrace the connections you have and to continue to strengthen them. After all, our bodies are wired for human connection. And when we don't feel close to others, it is hard to find a purpose. So I would say these two cards right away, it's Valentine's Day, right? So your relationships, right? This is going to help bring this sense of togetherness, right? You're starting to see the light of the end of the tunnel. It might've been a stressful couple months for you, but now like you've made these new connections. Cause I know a couple readings ago, we talked about how you guys are going to either make new connections or challenge your older ones, right? So being able to be aware of the impact of the relationships around you. And what these two cards are saying is, you know, we're starting to see hope with that. We're starting to see the end of a long, stressful journey, right? Things are starting to get, there's a sense of togetherness. So this week, right away, it's very positive in regards to relationships and, you know, feeling connected in them. The next card we have is the Knight of Cups. So romantic proposals, invitations, following your heart. Ever wonder what the term knight in shining armor represents? The Knight of Cups is it. The knight rides on their white horse to save the princess trapped in the castle. He is confident, brave, and wears his heart on his sleeve. He is loyal in a relationship and devotes all of his love to his partner. The knight brings the kind of news we hope for. This may be a wedding proposal, an unexpected job offer, or new friends. Knights are also action takers, so this card could be telling us that now is the time to take action or that you will, you are about to receive a big surprise. So again, this is just adding to a lot of good, a good fortune when it comes to relationships, man. Like so far, so good. These first three cards, there's going to be rewards. It's going to feel connected closeness with your relationships. It could be a friend. It could be a romantic partner. And also the star, right? It's like the light of the end of this of this journey you've been on, this stressful journey. I know for myself, I know exactly what this is. But for you guys, you know, like, just think about that. Think about your relationships. Has it been a struggle? Has it been a challenge? And this week, we might feel an abundance of confidence. We might feel connected. We might feel really close to our partners or our friends. And good times are ahead. And as great as the first three cards have been, the fourth one is the Five of Swords. And if you guys see, there is a battle. Man, oh man, it is this person. He has swords on. He kind of looks like Zoro from One Piece. He has his three swords in his hand. And here we go. Battles, defeat, retreat. Let's get ready to rumble. The Five of Swords tarot card in a reading represents conflict or drama that is about to come into your life. This doesn't necessarily mean that the problems you will have come into contact with will be scary or impossible to deal with, but there is sure going to be a hard battle. Minor disagreements with friends or family members might be coming to coming to a head. Perhaps you'll start to experience more conflict at work or conflict in general with family, any of that, right? These disagreements and conflicts are usually brought on by a lack of communication. So the best thing you can do to overcome this is to talk it out. Are you having trouble coming to a compromise with someone close to you? Speak your feelings and hold nothing back. You will have to talk it out to gain clarity and understanding that you seek. So I would say with this card, right? 
there's going to be, there might be part of the battle that we're going through maybe these past couple months is a lack of communication, a lack of communicating how you feel, communicating what you need, right? And in order to get through this, right, and to feel heard and understood in our relationships, we have to be assertive and communicate our needs and our wants. So I would say with this card, right, think about the people in your life you might have communication blocks with. Have you been wanting to have a conversation with them and have not been able to? This card, right, is get ready for that to happen, right? I would say meditate with how you feel. So that way, by the time you come in and you talk about this, you have talking points, you have a plan, and this is what I need. This is what I want. You're very specific and you'll get what you need moving forward, right? We're not going to beat around the bush. This is what this card is saying, right? Like come prepared, come with your talking points and be assertive with your communication. Do not be passive. And the last card we have, we have the two of pentacles. So we had the five of swords, and now we're going to conclude our first part of the reading with the two of pentacles. So pentacles, I know, is more earth energy, more material things. So two of pentacles, finding balance, ups and downs, multitasking. We often say in life is a balancing act, and the two of pentacles is the embodiment of this. People who are juggling multiple responsibilities, priorities, or otherwise living their lives as busy bees often see this card in readings. More of a gentle reminder than a warning, the Two of Pentacles encourages us to manage our time wisely and to delegate when we can. At the end of the day, staying focused and productive while walking forward to a more stable future is key. If you draw this card, consider looking into how you can better handle your priorities in your time. It's all about balance. So I would say these last two cards in the reading are connected in some way, right? So like being able to communicate your needs and assert yourself, but also too, you know, like how we assert ourselves is figuring out, okay, we need to, in order for us to feel fulfilled, to feel balanced, right? And productive, we need to feel that way, right? Are we overextending? Are we doing too much in our relationships or involving other people, right? So the two of pentacles is recognizing, look, you're having a busy life right now and you're juggling all of these things. So how can we still be able to manage all of that and also to, you know, communicate what is it that we need in our relationships, in our friendships, family members, all of that stuff, right? So being able to stay productive and finding that balance is so important. So I would say like the last two cards are together in the first three. So overall takeaways, it's going to be a very good week for Valentine's Day. You guys might feel like the light at the end of the tunnel is good. You might feel more connected and close with your loved ones or your peers, especially if you haven't been close with them for a while. But also to like communicate what is it that you need, talk it out, and what does that balance look like? you how how because again we're all busy we're living our lives you know we got work we got if you have work in a family right that's two full-time jobs right there right so what is it that you need to help balance all of that like for myself i'm in grad school i'm podcasting i'm yeah i'm in school podcasting i'm working full-time i'm finishing up my internship 
Like there's a lot of things I'm juggling. So how can I balance all that and still be productive in my relationships? You know, it's, it's very important. All right. So to conclude this reading, we're going to shuffle up the Oracle cards and we're going to pull two cards and then we will go from there. And this is how our reading would go, guys. Just saying. So there's one and there's two. All right. So the first card we have is the Eclipse in Cancer. So this is the first time I've gotten the Eclipse in Cancer. So if you guys want to see, this is what it looks like. So for my Oracle deck, I do have, it's the suns, moons, and eclipses. So I know eclipse energy is typically more stressful energy, but we're going to talk about that. So eclipse in cancer, an emotional phase or domestic development, a turning point in your domestic life, property, or family stimulates strong emotions. An intense time arises and you wear your heart on your sleeve. So try to identify matters that are better approached objectively. Take the time to boost your emotional well-being by getting in touch with friends or professionals who understand your circumstances and can help you accept your situation. Family, domestic, or property matters will ask that you step up to a new level and approach events in a level-headed way. A move, renovation, or a new housemate may be on the cards. A change of career or status may impact your domestic or personal circumstances. This is the time to decide what and who is truly important in your life. You may choose to prioritize your duties to family and those you love and consider your career or status as an expression of your love for the people and principles uh, you hold dear. Circumstances may dictate that you choose to prioritize career status and finances over your personal life. This will be a difficult decision to make. To establish priorities, a deeper understanding of life is necessary. Take time to meditate or practice yoga, swimming, or other calming activities to help you gain perspective. Your spiritually minded will experience a fresh understanding of the mysteries of life and the oculate and can deepen intuitive, psychic, and, and mediumship abilities. This is the time to get in touch with your higher self, with spirit and the greater good, and find direction in your heart and mind. A mystical and fulfilling journey will unfold as you sense, as your sense of purpose strengthens. Know that despite turbulent emotions, you can find and still point in your heart and work through intense feelings towards a more stable phase of acceptance and nurturing. So, wow, what a first card. So an eclipse in cancer, it's all about the emotions, right? It's all about connecting to your higher self and trying to figure out, all right, what is it that I need emotionally, right? Like when it comes to, when it comes to, you know, like the stuff I have been going through, I've been going through a lot of personal stuff involving family and stuff like that. So being able to recognize how do I feel emotionally in the midst of all of that and also to doing like this very intense relationship I'm in, that's another thing as well, right? So am I prioritizing my career and my needs over my personal life or do I need to prioritize my personal life more than my career life, right? So and it all, it all connects to what do you need emotionally, right? To feel fulfilled, to feel happy. So, wow, the Eclipse in Cancer is such a very big and intense card. So, 
the second card we have is Sun in Gemini. Sun in Gemini. So it's if you guys see, it's like a plane and they're going into the sun. So Sun in Gemini. Communication. Own your ne negotiation and relationship skills. Key communications, a short trip, negotiations, or community endeavors will be significant now. A flexible approach to discussions, relationships, travel, or a new start involving paperwork, an agreement, or a contract will appeal. This is an excellent time to hone in your communication and negotiation skills. Find ways to boost your understanding of others and therefore improve relationships, business, and personal. Be adaptable, but don't lose sight of the big picture. This card represents excellent communication skills. So if you feel yours are lacking, this is the time to boost them. Study in areas such as the media, publishing, writing, or interpersonal dynamics will, appear to, will appeal to you. This is also a card of commerce, business, and trade. A fresh contract, idea, or business venture promises to be successful if you attend to the details of agreements, negotiation, and everyday communications. Technical and digital information may be particularly relevant right now. Conversations with neighbors, siblings, and community will be in the spotlight and will spark fresh ideas. However, the sudden Gemini can indicate distractions. Too many stimulation ventures will disperse your energy. Focus on one or two key projects or collaborations, or you risk spreading yourself too thin. Travel, networking, and gathering information to serve a purpose will prove beneficial. Avoid trying to please everyone at the same time, as you may sub subsequently please no one. At least of all yourself, a short trip or the need to be a little more social in your community will prove will point to ways to improve your circumstances. Believe in your communication skills and entrepreneurship. So this card is very, this card emphasizes communication, right? So it comes back to the second part of this reading, right? Like being assertive of what you need, communicate what you need, communicate what you want is so vital and so important to feel heard and understood in your relationships. So I would say to these two cards, these two Oracle cards, the emotional weight that you might be feeling, communicating that in a healthy way, right? We're not going to do this in a passive aggressive way. So giving yourself time to meditate and reflect on what you need emotionally, and then tapping into that communication skills and communicate, right? And trust yourself through this, right? So overall, a very positive and awesome reading. So I hope you guys really enjoyed that. But when it comes to the podcast, thank you guys for another wonderful live stream. I appreciate all of you guys listening and commenting. And if you are not a fan of this podcast, become one. Subscribe, like, rate, and view the podcast on all social media platforms. It would really help me and my journey as well. But I hope you guys have a wonderful Valentine's Day weekend. I hope you guys stay safe. I will probably be seeing you guys later next week because I actually am. I'm going to go to Texas this week. I'm going to go see my girlfriend, which I'm very excited to see. So that could be part of the travel. <laughs> but I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your weekend, a lovely and beautiful Valentine's Day week. Um, and stay safe, everybody. Remember, take care of yourself. It is a must. 
Pod again. Have a wonderful weekend and week. Stay safe. And this is Josh officially signing off. Well, would you look at that? You guys made it to the end of the podcast. If you guys love the podcast overall, please drop a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Your ratings would really help boost the podcast overall. So again, if you guys are loving the podcast, follow me on my socials too, at Your Spiritual BFF. You just search that and I'm all over social media. But I hope to hear you guys soon. And I'm glad you guys enjoyed the podcast.